0: thankful tonight to be able to share the word of the Lord with you, speak from a very familiar passage tonight. I hope, I hope the good majority of you in here tonight can quote one, at least, hopefully both of these scriptures. If not, go home and learn it. Amen. Acts chapter 2, verse 38. All my kids, Can I get all the kids to wave your hands at me so I know you're paying attention? Say, I can get this tonight. All my young people say, I can get this tonight. Everyone that's older than the young people, some of you older people were waving your hands with the young people. I saw that. If you're a little bit older, just a little bit older than the young people, let me see you. Wave your hands tonight and say, I can get this. I started out, felt the call of the Lord on my life youth pastor at the time said just always use the kiss concept i said what in the world is he talking about i'm about to preach the word of god and he's talking to me about kissing but he said keep it simple silly keep it simple silly so tonight i come with a simple thought but the word of the lord is not simple but it's quick and powerful and sharper than any two-edged sword I pray that the word of God would speak tonight. Acts chapter 2 verse 38 it says. Then Peter said unto them. Repent and be baptized every one of you. Say that's me. me. In the name of Jesus Christ for the remission of sins. And ye shall receive the Holy Ghost. Going back a chapter to Acts chapter 1 in verse 8. But ye shall receive Power, after that the Holy Ghost is come upon you, and you shall be witnesses unto me both in Jerusalem and in all Judea and in Samaria and unto the uttermost part of the earth. In L.T. it says, but you will receive power, you will receive power when the Holy Spirit comes upon you. Tonight, for just a little while, I want to talk to you on the subject of batteries included, batteries included. Can we go to the Lord in prayer one more time? God, we love you tonight. God, I thank you, Lord, for all that you have done. God, I pray that you would move on this place right now. God, let your anointing fall. Lord, let your word go forth. God, we need you tonight in a mighty way. God, we've got to have your spirit God, and we give you glory and honor and praise right now for all that you are doing, what you're going to do. In the wonderful name of Jesus, we pray. Amen. Amen. You can be seated. I'll never forget as a child, getting so excited for that grand and special day. That day of the year that we have our calendars marked for, and we wait 364 days for it to roll around again. We call this Christmas morning. You wake up so excited to see what is under the tree, big presents, little presents, and you wonder what could possibly be inside. You go over to one box and maybe pick it up and give it a little shake, and you go to another box and maybe unwrap it just a tiny, tiny piece just to see what may be inside, or perhaps you're a professional rapper like my wife, and whose mother said she used to go and completely unwrap her presents. And before mama would get back home, would have them all rewrapped and tucked back underneath the Christmas tree. But then comes the day that we have all been waiting for. That moment when we finally get to open our gift. We finally get to open that present that we put on our wish list. We open each and every one of them and we cannot wait to start playing with our toys and games. And we look up to mom and dad and say, can I open it? So they would get the scissors or a knife and they would open this new toy that was locked down like Fort Knox. And then the question came, all right, now can I play with my new toy? It's out of the box, I've unwrapped it, it's in my hands, now can I play with it? I know there's more to come, but I want to play with this toy. This is the one that I had marked on my wish list. This is the one I want to play with today. And you try to turn it on and you try to get it to do what it was supposed to do. And it doesn't do anything. What is wrong? What in the world is going on with this crazy contraption? You can't get it to work, and you go to pick up the box, and you see that terrible phrase. That phrase that makes us mad and sad and sick, and we want to rip the box into five billion pieces. It says, batteries not included. That was the most miserable thing as a child that you could possibly see on a gift, is when you opened it, and if mom and dad didn't look at the fine, fine print that was had to have a microscope to look at it that said batteries not included, then you had to wait until the next day. You waited this whole time only to be disappointed that the thing you thought would make your day only let you down. I wanted to play right then. I didn't want to wait another day for it to come. I wanted the power to work right then. In our text, there are people who are looking for answers. They are also waiting on a special day that this gift is going to come to them. Jesus told them to go and wait in Jerusalem. He said, go and wait until this special day and I'm going to send you a gift. The Holy Ghost started to fall and people were full of joy telling everyone about this gift. They start asking questions and the Bible says, they said, men and brethren, what shall we do? We want some people to get the Holy Ghost, but it first has to fall on me. They were already speaking in tongues, and it was the Holy Ghost in them that caused others to say, Well, what must we do to be saved? The Bible says, Then Peter said unto them, Repent, or turn your life around. Be baptized, every one of you, in the name of Jesus Christ, for the remission of your sins. And ye shall "...be filled with the gift of the Holy Ghost. For the promise is unto you and to your children, and to all that are afar off, even as many as the Lord our God shall call." They came expecting to receive their gift. They came expecting something miraculous and something great. But they did not have to wait for their power. The power came with it. For it had been said a chapter before... That you shall receive power when the Holy Ghost is come upon you. They don't have to wait until tomorrow. They don't have to come back next week and tune in to see what happens next. But that day when they went into an upper room and they began to wait upon the Lord and they began to pray, not really knowing what was about to transpire, but when the gift of the Holy Ghost was given and they began to speak with other tongues, the power of God began to take over. The Bible says it sounded like a rushing mighty wind and it fell on each of them. Others were looking, saying, hey, what's going on? Like Brother Hughes was saying, I passed by and I felt a power. I, I felt something going on inside of that room room and I want to know what do I have to do to be saved one of the definitions of battery says something that is placed inside of something else to supply it with power something that is placed inside of something else to supply it with power this was a gift you didn't have to wait for results You didn't have to wait until the next day for the store to open so you could get batteries. You didn't have to wait on mom and dad to get them for you. This power was for everybody. This power just began to fall on as many as would receive it. You don't have to wait until next Sunday. You don't have to wait until you get all of your other problems worked out. All you have to do is get the power inside of you. This gift, it worked immediately. It brought joy immediately. And others began talking about it immediately. It brought results immediately. People went out preaching the gospel immediately. Saul, when he was converted, the Bible says, in straightway he went and began to preach the gospel. When the power of God begins to fall on you, it ought to cause you to say, hey, I've got to tell somebody else. Hey, let me tell you what the Lord has done for me. I was blind, but now I see. I was lost, but now I am found. You don't understand. I know where you're at, but you should have seen where I was at before the Lord found me. Listen, church, when God gives you the gift of the Holy Ghost, he gives you power. He said, behold, I give unto you power to tread upon serpents and scorpions And over all the power of the enemy. And nothing, and nothing shall by any means hurt you. I don't know about your Bible, but my Bible has a colon right there behind the first phrase. So it would read like this. Behold, I give unto you power to tread on serpents and scorpions and over all the power of the enemy. And nothing shall by any means hurt you. One person said a colon punctuation. You need to think of it that the colon punctuation is a gate inviting one to go on in. So when you think about it like that and you read it, behold, I give unto you power to tread upon serpents and scorpions and over all the power Of the enemy. There's your gate. You just go on in. I'm giving you all power and authority. You just go on right ahead. And nothing shall by any means hurt you. He has given me power over the enemy. He has given me power over my problems. He has given me dominion over every demon. And can I say something that might be contrary to some of our thinking tonight? There is still power when you pray. There is still power when you get on your knees and you begin to call out to the Lord. There is still power when you say, I don't know how it's going to happen. I don't know how it's going to all transpire. But God, I'm calling on the one who is able. A preacher came this summer and he spoke to our young people. In summer of service. And he said he, a few months back, a few years back, he was lying in a hospital bed. Things were not looking good and they were running some tests. He said, I wish I could say, Brother Kilgore came and prayed for me. I wish that I could say, Brother Lee Stone King or Brother David K. Bernard came to the hospital to visit me and say, I've been praying for you. Would you lay hands on me? But he said, the Bible says, let them call upon the elders and let them lay hands on the sick that they may recover. But no elders from my church made it to pray for me. But this little chubby red-headed boy, who was four or five years old, walked into the hospital room with his mother and he said, Pastor, I came to pray for you. He said that little red-headed boy laid his hands on his head and began to pray. And he said right there in that moment, the Holy Ghost started to move in that hospital room. He said the power of God swept in. He said his fever broke immediately and all his numbers began to regulate. And that he was dismissed to go home that evening. Church, if we could ever tap into the power of God. It's already in us. The batteries are already included. We just need to turn it on and believe when I flip this switch, something's going to happen. Pastor, I don't know how it's going to happen. I know you're sick, but I'm going to pray to God that He would heal you. I don't know how it's all going to work out, but I've got faith that when I begin to pray, something's going to transpire, that power is going to take place. When I pray, something is going to happen. I read the manual. I know what is supposed to happen once there is power. I know the capabilities capabilities, if I can just get the power on, all you have to do is believe on Him and trust in Him. Matthew 19 says, then Jesus said to His disciples, I tell you the truth, it is very hard for a rich person to enter the kingdom of heaven. I'll say it again, it's easier for a camel to go through the eye of a needle than for a rich person to enter the kingdom of God. The disciples were astounded. Then who in the world can be saved? They asked. Jesus looked at them intently and said. Humanly speaking. It is impossible. But with God. But with God. Everything is possible. But with God. I know what the pastor looks like laying in that hospital bed. But with God. Everything is possible. You see, there is something about childlike faith. You believe anything is possible. You hand them a toy and they don't ask questions. They don't care about everything else around. They don't care about this and that. They simply want to know, how do I get the power on? How do I get this gift that I've been given to do what it's supposed to do? That's all I want to know. I can remember as a child, I did some pretty crazy things. And looking back now, I think, how in the world did I survive? When a kid believes they can fly, they take it literally. And they'll jump off of bunk beds and rooftops. And it doesn't matter. They'll do whatever they want to do because they believe it can happen. There's a faith that it can happen. They just don't seem to have fear, and I can remember some of the stuff I used to do as a child, and it it was crazy. But I did it then, but now experiences and failures and heartaches have caused my fear to be greater than my faith. Through the steps of this life, and maybe I've jumped off the top of the bed too many times and landed on my head, and now I know I cannot fly. So it sucked the faith right out of me. Now when I'm told to jump, I second guess myself. And I look at the situation and I say, well, I've tried that before and it didn't turn out so well. Now I have fallen a time or two. Now I know what hurt feels like. And so now my faith is coded with logic and reasoning. No wonder Jesus said, except ye be converted and become as little children. You shall not enter into the kingdom of heaven. That can go ahead and say right there, unless you get to the place again in your life where you truly believe anything is possible. You shall not enter into the kingdom of heaven. You have got to believe. Praying for someone in a hospital bed when the doctor does not have an answer seems crazy. But you, when you are crazy enough to believe anything is possible... God can work a miracle. I would to God that at the end of the service today that we would start believing God to do something impossible. That we would know and have faith today of a child and not think but no it can happen. You've got to believe and I know it seems impossible but with God all things are possible. There was a young man named David and he was a little fella He didn't have a lot to offer, though it seemed. But this little guy named David saw this giant. And with his faith, he said, I can take this giant down. David hadn't really had to go through the school of hard knocks yet. David was still a young whippersnapper who had faith in God. Others who were older than David knew the statistics of Goliath's opponents. They had already mapped it out. Well, I, I know too much now. I've been through too much now to look at this giant and, and have faith. I, I, I know that my God is real and I know that He's able, but I know what this giant is capable of. Others had fallen to giants before. Others had counted the cost. But David in his faith stood in that battlefield and said, is there not a cause. He said, you come to me with a sword and a shield, but I come to you in the name of the Lord. I come with a power that is unmatchable. That sling and rock was great to have, but without the power, it was useless. But lucky for David, batteries were included. Power was there when he walked out there that day. He said, I, I, I know that there's a giant out there, but what God has given me is not the end. But power is included in what's about to transpire. On my own, I cannot do this, but with God, all things are possible. God did not send you into a battlefield for you to say, I, I think I forgot something. I don't think this is going to work. I just don't have enough in me. What a shame it would have been for David to walk all the way out on the battlefield with a sling and a smooth stone and say, I forgot to get my batteries. I forgot to tap into the power. I forgot to get something inside of me that gives me the power to do what I'm supposed to do. You cannot walk onto a battlefield without power and expect to prevail. It was not David and as a young man, he was aware of this for he said, but I come with you, not with the weapons of carnality, but I come to you with the name of the Lord. The power was not in him. The power was in him. Ephesians 3 and 20 says now unto him that is able to do exceeding abundantly above all that we ask or think according To the power that worketh in us. that power that worketh in us. So when we face life and we have face-to-face combat with a problem, instead of whining and complaining, remember there is a power that worketh in you. I am a child of God and in me lies the power to overcome. In me lies the power to lay hands on the sick and they shall recover. In me lies the power over sin. This is not me, but rather a power that worketh inside of me. Without it, I am a useless paperweight. But with it, I am unstoppable. I have got to connect with that power every single day. I can't go to a battle and say, All right, God, I I think I'm going to leave you at home today. I think I'm going to leave your word at home today. I think I'm just going to live my life and see how that works out. I want you to do that and come tell me in a few weeks how that works out for you. But David, I I want you to come tell me when you say, You know what, I... I I I really haven't counted the cost because he's already paid it. I I really haven't thought about what's going to happen because I know who's going to win this thing. There's no doubt in my mind that when I go out there today that power is working inside of me. I I spent some time in prayer this morning and so I'm really not all that worried about it. I've been fasting a little bit and I know that there's something that's been moving in me. I know that there's something that's about to take place, but God's already prepared me for it. And death cannot destroy me. Sin cannot sidetrack me. Snakes can't stop me and people can't persuade me. Because there is a power in me that is unmatchable. Go ahead, enemy. Come at me with all you've got. Come at me with your confusion, condemnation, and criticism. Come at me with lies, lust, and losses. But God, I know that you are working inside of me. And you are working on my behalf. And there is a power in me that is unmatchable against any problem that may come my way. In me, you've given me the power to overcome. In me, you've given me the power to be healed and the power to be saved. God, and I thank you for that. I come with power. I come to you in the name that is above every name. Jesus. There is power in that name. Maybe we had the power, but somewhere along the way our batteries have died. Get them recharged tonight. I thought it was the coolest invention when they invented rechargeable batteries. We've got some back there in the sound booth that when these batteries in this microphone died. Or when things start getting low, you can take them back there and plug them back into that power source and give it just a little bit of time to do what it wants to do in that battery. And before you know it, it's fully charged again, ready to go back and take on the task. That's why we come into the house of God when Monday was rough and Tuesday was rough and Wednesday was rough and we slip into the house of God and we say, all right, God, I'm a little bit drained this week. I'm a little bit low, God, and I've come tonight to, to recharge. I've come to plug back in. God, I, I've come, Lord, with the power, but my power's a little bit down. My faith is a little bit weak. God, I've come back tonight, Lord, to say, God, refill me. God, recharge me. I need you in my life. Maybe you have never received the power because you have never received the gift of the Holy Ghost. You are wanting to know how to get this power. Jesus said, and behold, I send the promise of my Father upon you. But tarry ye in the city of Jerusalem until you be endued with power from on high. Don't check out early and say, well, it just didn't happen. Don't say, well, I I prayed a couple of times for it and it never happened. He said, you wait until you have been Endued with power upon high. Wait until you get this power. Wait until it falls on you. Wait until it changes your life. Wait until you're speaking in another tongue and you don't really know what's happened. And the power of God takes over. And they have to carry you out of this place. And you wake up tomorrow morning and saying, what in the world happened? Say in Jerusalem until you're equipped with the power from on high. Don't go anywhere until you have the batteries. Don't leave until you receive the Holy Ghost. How different would our Bible have turned out if they did not show up that day in that upper room? How different would it have been for the power that was there to just be wasted? But thank God they went and they waited. The other thing I can remember as a child is going down the aisle. And I would see a toy or a game, and they have an age group on it that says this is 2 to 4 years old, 9 to 12 years old, must be 18 years or older. And all of these age limitations were not saying I could not play, it was simply suggesting that I would not enjoy playing with baby toys when I was 16 years old. It was not going to do for me what it did for a baby. But thank God this gift has no age limits. It is for everyone. Batteries that come and that life is included. And that power comes with it. It is a package deal. The Bible says, and when the day of Pentecost was fully come, they were all with one accord in one place. And it said it filled all the house set upon each of them. And they were all filled with the gift of the Holy Ghost as the Spirit gave them utterance. God can give you the Holy Ghost. It doesn't matter who you are. It says it's for all. Well, but I have sin. It's for all. But I'm a liar. It's for all. I've made some bad decisions. It's for all. How frustrating it would be to go through life never having the power. As a young child, how frustrating it would be to have something that had endless possibilities. But because power was never applied, because that thing was never endued with power, it was worthless. It was, it was, it was worth nothing. But when the power was placed in it, then it did what it was supposed to do. When the power was full and it, you didn't have any hiccups, you didn't have any interference, then it could do what it was supposed to do. Can we stand all across this house tonight? Even as a child, I could understand the concept when I saw that word batteries not included. You think I'm kidding. It really was a devastating time in my life. I really thought the world was going to end when I couldn't turn it on. But there are some things in our life that we frustrate ourselves attempting to make it happen and attempting to make it work. And we come to pastor and we say, Pastor, I, I've tried this and I've tried that. And It's just, this isn't how I imagined life would be. This isn't what I thought would, would, would take place when I said I was going to live for God. But we've got to look at ourselves and say, Is there power there? Have I gotten to that place with God again in my life where I know good and well that there is power there? And when I tap into it and I turn it on, something's going to take place. And I understand. I I know what it's like to be frustrated. I know what it's like to have heartaches and headaches. and, And when it comes time for our faith to step into action... Immediately logic and reasoning steps in and says, But but you've tried that before. But but you've attempted that before and it, it didn't work. And and you have the Holy Ghost. You you have the power within you. But doubt floods our mind and says, I just I don't know. I don't know. But that's why Jesus said if we could be converted and become as little children to truly believe anything is possible. God, I know what I'm asking seems so far-fetched. God, I know what I'm searching for. God, seems like a long shot, but you said that there was a power inside of me. God, I know tonight that if it was up to me, God, I I know it would be a dead-end road. God, but tonight I call. On you. Tonight I call on the one who has all power in his hands. Tonight I call on the one who is able to do exceeding abundantly above all I could ask or think. Tonight I call on the one who can make it happen. I call on the one who will make a way where there seems to be no way. The power that is here tonight is, is not me, it's not Pastor Hughes, it's not the worship that was taking place, but the power that is here tonight. God, it is you. God, we need you again. God, we have frustrated ourselves, God, trying to make something happen. God, but we've done it, Lord, without power. God, we've done it without prayer. We've done it without pasting. God, but you are calling us tonight, Lord, to a place again. God, where we can tap back in, Lord, to what you are doing. God, and when we leave this place tonight, God, God, we can be refilled and rejuvenated. God, you can restore unto us the joy of our salvation. Lord, and when we leave this place tonight, God, others may look upon us and say, they've been with Jesus. We take knowledge tonight that they've been with Jesus. There's a power light within them. Oh, we can leave this place tonight and lay hands on the sick and they'll recover. The power is already within you. Would you just tap into that power tonight? If you've never received the gift of the Holy Ghost, you've never felt that power I'm talking about tonight. The Bible says it's for all. If you would repent of your sins and say, God, I give it all to you tonight. God, I turn my life around to you tonight. Lord, I'm tired, Lord, of facing the same things, God, over and over and over. Lord, tonight I need true deliverance. I need a breakthrough tonight. God, I want that power inside of me. I want your spirit inside of me. I open these altars tonight somebody who's saying, I, I want to be filled. I want to be filled. Oh God, again and again and again. Lord, I want to be filled tonight for the very first time. God, I'm not ashamed tonight. God, I need that power, Lord, to call on me. Lord, I need that power to move inside of me. Oh,
1: God. Hallelujah
0: i